live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM. قلب سليم. Sound heart. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You and welcome to Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. If you've just tuned in, it is Kalbun Salim, Sound Heart, and I am with you until 4 p.m. My name is Tasnima Ali, and mashallah, as we know, the first half of our show goes to Madrasa on Air, where we link up with Maulana Muhammad Ismail Tofi. Assalamu alaikum, Maulana. How are you, Maulana? Alhamdulillah, doing much better. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, you've been taking your vitamin C. Yes, yes. And the vitamin <laughs> flu takes also. Oh, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> now, inshallah, may you have full Shifa, Molina, so we can have you back in studio real, real soon. But Molina, yeah, just. Inshallah. Oh, excellent. Molina, just for everyone else, would you like to recap what we did yesterday? Yes, inshallah. <laughs> Okay, so yesterday we we spoke about the specific dua that I just recited, what Nabi Musa made dua for, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted Musa his request. And then we also spoke about, um, you know, uh, or let me just explain quickly, when Nabi, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of the difficulty of this, um, the request of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to Fir'aun, he asked Allah for some assistance, mainly his brother, you know, he had an impediment in his tongue as well. And we spoke about also, you know, um, how Nabi made, made a reference to the impediment in his tongue, meaning the stuttering of Musa, via Hussein also had the same problem. And we also um, spoke about the word Al-Mannan, you know, how it is, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislike the quality of manan in human beings. What is manan? That person who reminds someone else of the favors that you have done for that person. You know, makes sure that the wound is severe. Nabi Sallallahu says, La yadakhul jannata al-mannan. The mannan won't enter jannah. That person who tells people about the favors they've done for, for, for them. So... Um, today we're going to speak about, inshallah, um, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ended off with all the women that assisted Musa when he was just a baby. Um, so, mashallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now spoke on the mountain with Musa, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musa is requesting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a few things. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, this quality of manan is only for Allah. This is why you get the, you know, there's a dhikr I think I heard before. Um, ya mannanu ya mannan munna alayna. And you know the dhikr goes something like that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is known as al-mannan. So, um... He's now asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a few, a few extra things in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no problem in granting it to him. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just, by the way, reminds Musa, you know, Musa, you're asking these things from us. But there was a time when you were a baby, and this is what we did for you. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes him back into history. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, says, إِذْ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّكَ مَا يُوحَىٰ And I remember... 
when we reveal to your mother what we revealed. You know, so, um, Taslim, I don't know if you remember that we spoke about Wahi. Yes. Yes, in the right in the beginning, we spoke about Wahi. The revelation. Revelation, yes. you know, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals it, etc. Yes. So the very same word is used here by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Wahi. You know, in the Sarf and Trema, you know, they come into this word, Wahi, Wahina. So, Wahi comes from this word. It, it is used here. You know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, gave Wahi to the mother of Musa. So, this too, um, you know, we, we said that this would be lessons from the, the story of Musa and the life of Musa in, in, in Surah Taha. So just as well as a, as a lesson here also, you know, to digress a little. Um, this wahi that was revealed to Musa alayhi salam's mother, you know, the ulama, they discuss, um, you know, what kind of wahi is this? Because this is not the only time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran tells Musa that, you know, we, we, we revealed wahi to your mother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Qasas, that's Surah 28, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمِّ مُوسَىٰ And he gave wahi to the mother of Musa. And also the ulama, they discuss what kind of wahi was this. Was this the wahi, you know, that was given to the anbiya? Or, you know, was it the wahi like, you know, in, in, in a dream? That she had a dream? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this dream guided her um, as to what to do. Uh, pertaining to this incident that she will find herself in. Um, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically says to the mother of Musa in, 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 in Surah Qasas, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the mother of Musa, um, you know, Fir'aun had this, uh, uh, he went on this killing spree with the babies of the Bani Israel, specifically the boys, you know. And um, Musa alayhi salam, he was from amongst these babies. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the mother of Musa that, you know, don't worry. Um, لا تحزن, لا تخافي, ولا تحزني, do not fear and do not worry. You know, place him in a box and then you put him into the river. We will return him to you, وَجَعِلُوهُ مِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ And we will make him from the messengers. So the ulama, they discuss whether this wahi is like... Because there's, there's a times when people have this confusion that, uh, you know, they say that uh, if, you, if you look at this word, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word wahi, so it means that the mother of Musa was also a nabi. Or they would say that, uh, you know, there was females also, and they would use this as proof to say that, you know, so the ulama say, no, this is not the proof that Musa's mother was uh, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at times would reveal certain things to, to certain people, doesn't make them a prophet. And we can take examples from that. First, from the Quran, um, Musa's mother wasn't the only person where angels came to speak to a woman. Um, as we know in, in, in Surah Maryam, Maryam salam also was spoken to by the angel Jibreel alayhi salam. When Maryam alayhi salam was in the Miharab, in, 
um, uh, Jibreel came to her with a, uh, um, a revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that she is going to be a baby known as Isa. Maryam alayhi salam, um, the very first thing she said to this person extendingly is that, you know, I seek protection in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intending that towards me. And then Jibreel eventually had to reveal to her that he is an angel. He's not there intending any harm. And then he spoke to her and t- told her what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to grant her, etc., etc. You know? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, by the mere fact that an angel speaks to a human being, doesn't necessarily make that person a nabi. And the example we spoke about is the example of Maryam alayhi salam. And also an example would be um, also the example of um, uh, the mother of, of, of uh, Musa alayhi salam. And another example would be where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the angels to destroy the Qawm of Lut, the people of Lut. And then before they went to Lut, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them stop at Nabi Ibrahim's place. And there they had to give Nabi Ibrahim some glad tidings. At that time, Sarah, alayhi salam, was also present. And, you know, they spoke about what will happen to the people of Lut and all this whole conversation that took place there. And then one of the things that they told, they gave glad tidings to Sarah, that she would be a child as well. And this child is um, uh, Nabi Ishaq, alayhi salam. So this was also a form of wahi, the ulama, they discuss. They say this was also a form of wahi, but it wasn't a wahi that made Sarah a Nabi. And there was never an occasion, you know, that uh, wahi, when, whenever angels come to a person, it immediately translated into that person being a Nabi. And this is important because there's, there's groups of people that goes around and they use verses like this, and they say, ah, you see, the um, prophethood can still exist in our time because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses this and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses this word, and etc., etc. And they make accusations and they say that prophethood didn't end with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is a problem because prophethood ended with Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Quran is clear on this. And this is why I'm talking about this. Quran is clear that there is la nabi abadi or nabi sallallahu says that la nabi abadi there's no nabi after me and the Quran declares that the Islam is, is the seal of prophet the seal of prophet so there is no nabi to come after nabi Muhammad and anyone who's claiming this is why the ulama they say that anyone who claims that he is a prophet in today's time is a false prophet and he is, you know, a murtabi. He's a person who has left this deen of Islam. He's not part of this deen. He's a disbeliever. So there is no one that should be claiming that he's a prophet in today's time. There's no one that can claim that they came a prophet after Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this is part of the problem that we um, uh, get to once people, uh, also we explained in the beginning, that... Uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about uh, those verses that is clear in the, and then there's those verses that is not so clear. So people that would use verses like this in 
reading in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say, uh, can you see here, she was also a Nabi. And if that's the case, and then this person can also be a Nabi. And why must Nabis only... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose his Nabi, his Anbiya, uh, all his Anbiya, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows where he places his wishes. So it is wrong for anyone to claim in today's time that he is a prophet, or that anyone who says that there was a prophet after Nabi Muhammad is confused about this matter. So Wahi ended, or rather, Nubuwat, prophethood ended with Nabi Muhammad So something that is not clear is whether it was an angel or whether it was a dream that the mother of Musa had um, when, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he revealed to the mother of Musa is not clear. So they discuss and they say, you know, that the verses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he speaks, it, 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 it kind of alludes to where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually sent an angel. And as we've seen, there's nothing wrong that if we assume also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel, because Allah sent an angel to Maryam, Maryam's other angel, Jibaril. Allah also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent an angel to, uh, to uh, Sarah, or rather to Ibrahim salam, and Sarah was also very present and she also saw so there's nothing wrong with assuming that the mother of Musa also saw an angel and this seems to be a you know, frequent occurrence or rather it was not something uncommon but you will find it in the hadith also when Abi Muhammad وسلم, speaks about um, I think we made mention of this in, in, in our previous discussion um, about three people Blind men, leper, in uh, I think a bald uh, guy had some problems with his hair. Um, and then angel came to him, all three of them, you know, in this whole story in the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi you know, these people, they weren't grateful, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them wealth, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took it away again. So there's nothing wrong in angels approaching a person. However, it doesn't make that person automatically an Nabi. So in the assumption here that we, if we should assume whether it was a dream or whether it was in all likelihood, they say it, 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 it was an uh, angel that came to the mother of Mary and revealed to her this, um, that uh, she will have this, uh, uh, she, she must do this to Musa alayhi salam. Um, another thing that uh, I also would like to, to, to speak about is um, the, the incident, if it was a dream. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, next to Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explains to us that uh, dreams is also part of, of Nibuwa, you know, prophethood. Dreams forms also part of prophethood. So, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in one hadith, it comes in Bukhari, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لَمْ يَتْقَ مِنَ النُّبُوَّةِ إِلَّا الْمُبَشِّرَاتِ That nothing will remain of prophethood except glad tidings. قَالُوا الْمُسَحَابَ They asked, وَمَا الْمُبَشِّرَاتِ O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is this mubashirat, what is this glad tidings? قال, he said, الرُّؤْيَ الصَّالِحَةِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, pious dreams, or rather true dreams. MashaAllah, the Mawlana can continue. 
Yes, inshallah. So we spoke about um, the using of the word Wahida Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't necessarily mean that the person becomes a prophet. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in the case of uh, the mother of Musa. And also the fact that if an angel comes to the person also doesn't make the person also a prophet, as in the case of uh, Maryam alayhi salam clearly indicated, and also um, in the case of uh, Sarah alayhi salam. So they discussed in mixed uh, whether this is wahi, uh, whether it was in a dream, because wahi can come in the form of a dream, um, whether it is a ilham, inspiration, or whether it was via the angel that spoke to her directly. So we dealt with the part where, you know, we said most likely it would have been an angel because of the wording that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used. Many of the Mufassirin are convinced because of the way the wording Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the wording. It was an angel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to the mother of Musa. So with regards to dreams, um, dreams sometimes, uh, many people... Uh, I would like to put out the disclaimer, not a dream interpreter. Um, but many a times people find themselves having dreams and you know, they want to know what is the meaning of dreams. So Nabi Muhammad وسلم, he mentions in a hadith, that there will remain nothing of Nubuwa, meaning there is no prophethood, there is no any part of prophethood after Nabi Muhammad Mubashirat except the clear uh, uh, tidings. Qalu and the Sahaba, they asked Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu what is Mubashira? What is this clear tidings? What is this good news that you're talking about? So Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu said, that is when a believer has a dream, a good dream. So the, they say that dreams are divided into various parts. You get those dreams that are true. And this is the dreams that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants a person. And then you get the dream where it is from the person himself. You know, his, his mind is uh, 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 rotating around a specific event and, you know, he keeps on thinking about this whole day. And then when he goes to sleep, uh, then he dreams about this particular thing. This happened, that happened yesterday to me, um, being sick. You know, uh, uh, I was sleeping. I was thinking, hey, there's, uh, there's a letter with me, the radio will contact me, and the dream echo note, the very echo slap, and there's a ring light for my phone now, and it echo slap. It echo slap, and the phone call is over by hour, and the other radio show is all clear, and the letter is all clear. You know, this happened to me yesterday. Isn't this a reader? So when I woke up, I was so worried that it was Subhanallah when I sleep through the radio. I hope it was the sick. I actually dreamt, you know, I was so sick that I ate in, in, in my sleep also while I'm fasting. You know, so you So it, it happens sometimes when the person dreams things and then, you know, it's, it's because of what he has on his mind at the time. Yes, yeah. You know, so this is also one of the things. Then there are those dreams that is from Shaitan. So when it comes to the dreams it is of Shaitan, there is a rumor that if you have a you know, you you almost dying or something, and you know, there's this whole fear inside of you. Or when you, know? you wake up with that really, really odd, bad feeling. Yes, yes, you just, uh, what was that? 
you know, you, you breathe in really and loud, and, you know, and, and this is the dream that comes from shaitan. Mm. You know, so Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa that when it comes to dreams like this, yeah. dreams that is from shaitan, you know, dreams that is true that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, narrate these dreams. These are the dreams that we speak about, subhanallah, I had this beautiful dream, um, this happened in the dream, subhanallah, you know, maybe your mother passed away and you dreamt about her, subhanallah, I dreamed about my mother, she was smiling and was standing here, etc., etc., you know, so dreams like that, you narrate. Dreams that is from Shaitan, there's a whole fear and fight that in you, you, you don't narrate that dreams to anyone. And this is per command of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu You don't narrate anything that Shaitan, you know, mess with your mind. You don't narrate any of these dreams to anyone. You know, so if you have a bad dream, those dreams that you call nightmares, you don't narrate even means you don't narrate the dreams to anyone. You know, if it's a bad dream, you keep it to yourself. You know, so Auntie Abida, you So one of our listeners who's been enjoying your segment has just sent through a question and she's wanting to know why should one not talk about it? Like the understanding is that it's an order from the Rasulullah but is there anything pertaining to it that had had made him say, you know, to not talk about it? You know, there's, there's this, uh, what's the name, with, when it comes to dream, interpret, uh, dream interpreters, they say that, you know, the very first person you, you, you tell your dream to, you know, if they interpret in a certain way, then that's exactly what will happen. You know, it's almost like you, you, you start to, to live in that particular way the person, you know, narrated your dream into. Uh-huh. You know, so you tell your dream to someone, and then that person tells like you were saying, Taslima, the very first thing is Nabi Salah says, you know, so I'm just giving maybe some, 
you know, why maybe Nabi Sallallahu I'm not saying this is the reason, but I've read it once in a book of interpreters where they say that uh, um, <coughs> if, if, if you narrate your dream to someone and then that person starts uh, 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 translating your dream, then, you know, it, it, it's, it's almost like it will happen in that particular way that that person narrated it. I would probably think in that event, uh, Molina, that you wouldn't know when the angels go. I mean, so I would think I would think that way. But, you know, there's also so many books when you see that, that you get in terms of interpretations of dreams and you find that the Islamic dreams are interpreted completely differently. So people should also not try to interpret dreams on their own, though. Yes, that's very important. That's what 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 we can do here right now, yeah. because many times people they you know unless it's what's a only a dream interpretation and you know if you dream about this then it means that you know it's it's there's a there's a art behind it. In the one that was very famous in the past for dream interpretation was uh, Ibn Sirin. Uh, one of the Tabi'ins, you know, and he has a whole, there's a whole compilation of uh, the dreams that he interpreted, you know, and, and, and this is a very unique art, and it's, it's, you can't find it uh, amongst people anymore, mm. you know, that uh, you will find a person going there that, you know, that has this ability, it's, it's rare that you find this type, type of people. So you have to use the Quran in a particular way, you have to use the Hadith, you know. So one person might have a dream, like for example, just to give an example, Ibn Sirin. One person comes to him and he says to Ibn Sirin, you know, I, I saw in the dream that I made Adhan. So Ibn Sirin says, okay, now you will, you will go for, for Hajj. And then another person comes to Ibn Sirin and he says to Ibn Sirin, you know, I saw in the dream I made Adhan. So Ibn Sirin told him, oh, you, you're a thief. So how did Ibn Sirin come to this conclusion? You know, that the one person who makes a run and he says, no, you will go for Hajj. And the other one who makes a run and he says, no, you, 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 uh, you a thief. thief. Uh. So Ibn Sirin, they say that in the one person was signs of piety and the quality of piety and the person that close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when he saw a run, you know, Ibn Sirin took the ayat in the Quran, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ You know, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know, in Makadhan for the people, for Nabi Ibrahim, for, for, for the Hajj. So that's why Ibn Sirin translated his dream as meaning, he will go for Hajj. And this person, it was a, he was a bad person in character, so Ibn Sirin said that, you will see it. Why? Because in Surah Yusuf it comes again where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَذْبَنَ الْمُؤَذِّنَ With the, the Mu'addin, the person, the caller, the announcer, he said that, you know, you stand there, you, you will see if you, you people, you stole. Mm. You know, so Ibn Sirin uses ayat and, and, and it's not easy for anyone to, to, to do this. So you just can't go to any person with your dreams and say, listen, yeah, this happened, that happened, you know. So this is the, um, another great warning of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi uh, the greatest of lies. And people normally do this, you know, tell people that I dreamed about this and I dreamed about you, etc., etc. But then it didn't happen. You know, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, this is the greatest lie that a person can ever fabricate. You know, and the ulama, they explain, they say it's because of dreams being part of Nabuat, dreams being part of Prophethood. Um, Nabi Muhammad says in the hadith, you know, the ha- yes, 
<laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't meaning to stop you, Molina. But we do oh. have about a minute um, to wrap up, Molina. So do continue, okay. Bismillah. Okay, inshallah. So just to 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 wrap up, uh, wrap up on this um, issue of the dreams is that number one, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam confirms that there will be people who will be having good dreams, and, you know, in the best of dreams, and the true dreams. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentions is the dreams that come just before Fajr, and that's uh, the true dreams. As for the dreams of yourself, you don't take so much note of that. You know, the dreams that bothers you during you know your mind is surrounded by something we dream about stuff and I don't think that and especially the dreams that comes from shaitan that fears you you don't narrate it and you just you know spit to your right and left inside and you say oh the line in the shaitan and rajin so that's uh, that's just with regards to dreams well Marina, it seems like this seems to be very very interesting for everyone so some questions are coming through but inshallah we're hoping to have you in studio tomorrow then we can yes, tackle inshallah. those inshallah but inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you full shifa Marina. and we amin, look forward inshallah. to seeing you tomorrow in studio Amin inshallah Salaamu alaykum, alaykum. Madrasa on air.